just let them play a verse back. Go find somebody to love. Y'all got a lot of visitors coming in.
twins. Five twins. Wow. Five twins. Before you quit singing, would you sing, when we all get to heaven? When we all get to heaven. One of these days. Oh, yeah. One of these days. Well, it's Lord's Day. One of these days. When we all get to heaven. Let's see what page that is on. 772. 772. That's a great song. We'll sing this one. Then we'll sing both songs right here. He texted me. 772. 772. 
Amen. Amen. We got a special this morning. I'm going to ask the Bub and him to come up and uh, share one with us this morning. And uh, as they as they coming up, if you want to anything I like to share, uh, while they're making the way to the word testimony. Amen, brother. About 30 years ago, I my house burned down. You know, I lost everything that I had. And during that time, we was remodeling the house behind what we were living in, and we didn't even have any insurance in the house. And uh, I got up this morning making me a sandwich, and I I, I left the iron stove on, and it caught the house on fire. And I was in, in Birmingham. And the man was talking to me and asked me, did I know Mr. Brooklyn? I said, I sure do. He's my next door neighbor. And he said, well, he said, your house just burned down. And I didn't know. Coming home, I didn't know if it was all right or not all right. And when I got to the house, I didn't see my youngest son. And I didn't know where in the world he was at, if he was caught in fire or what. He was my uncle. And by that night, many of the people in this room right here and this community, I could I could build my house back that night. I had money stuck in my pocket all day long and all night. It's just a grand place we live in right here, and I guarantee you, they they stand behind you. Amen. Amen. God bless. You. God bless you. Anyone else have any words testimony for a word and song? It's good to be here this morning. Good to have all our business here this morning. Praise the Lord. Well, y'all share with us. Watch out, have on the Liberty Hill. Good to see the Light family here. Love Amen. them. And 
Andy's girlfriend, good to have her here uh, with us today, and, and uh, Sister Julie Little, we appreciate you being here, all of you. Uh, we've got a house full this morning, Amen. and uh, it looks good, but uh, but I really love y'all today, and, and uh, I thought if I was sitting over there, when we was going around loving on one another, and I began to think about that, and I thought, Lord, I'm undeserving to be in such a place that where people love each other like they love here. And, and uh, I, I, I don't count that as something owed to me, but I count that as a gift from God. Really do. I don't take that lightly at all. And uh, I, I, I appreciate the Lord. I want to encourage you today that if you're here and you've never been saved and the Spirit of God deals with you, uh, uh, we'd love for you to come and find Jesus your Savior. If you've come today and the Lord has already dealt with you in the past, we're going to pray that He deals with you again. And uh, and, and it, by all means, uh, it's already been said this morning, the fields are white under harvest. Uh, Brother Roger used the illustration of the cotton fields. They're getting very white this time of year, fixed to be harvested. And... And uh, as we look around, if we could just see the world and see our community like we see those cotton fields today, uh, uh, they're ready. There's people right for the picking today. And so uh, we as the church uh, uh, have our work cut out for us today to try to reach those that are lost and undone. If you're here today and you may be discouraged or down and out, uh, we hope that this service has already been a blessing to you and we hope that uh, uh, you'll not leave here uh, discouraged or down and out. Somebody says, Preacher, uh, just being somewhere for an hour or two is not going to change my problems. I'm going to tell you today, Jesus can change your problems. Today. He can. He's capable of that. And so I want to encourage you to trust Him uh, today. Let's continue to pray for all them that's sick and afflicted. And there's a, there's a, and, and a lot of heart, hearts broke and different things. But let's <laughs> Uh, uh, let's pray and God is already performing miracles and I was glad to get the news on Sister Lisa this Amen. morning that she's making progress and uh, Brother Steve they, they've taken her off the vent <coughs> the that's Amen. been since we got here this morning Amen. taking her off the vent isn't that something Amen. so he is answering prayer Amen. and, uh, and we, we appreciate that today and um when I pray for something, I go into it looking for something to happen. I really do. I don't want to go saying, Lord, I know you can do this, but you probably won't. <laughs> I want to go into it, Lord, and, and, and then expect, expect a miracle out of the Lord today. Amen. If you'll turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter. 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter. Um, I've got uh, some verses here that uh, the good Lord has has laid on our heart, and um, that we want to share this uh, with you, and I hope that it'll be a help to you. And we'll try to bring it out like the Lord uh, has shown it uh, to us. <clears throat> but the fifth chapter of First Thessalonians, uh, the apostles. Paul says, reading with the first verse, he said, But the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So I believe what Paul was saying here was, um, uh, there's no need that I write unto you about this because I don't know any more than you know about the time of the coming of the Lord. So uh, this is a mystery that's, that, that's kept. Uh, only the Lord knows this. Read the third verse. He said, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. <clears throat> but ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet of salvation, the hope 
for, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. Listen to this ninth verse. He said, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together uh, with Him. And I've got one more verse that I'd like to read way back over in the book of Exodus. Uh, you don't have to turn there, but in the 11th chapter and the 7th verse, uh, it says, But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against a man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And uh, if, uh, if, if we had a thought this morning, it'd simply uh, be this. He knows the difference today. And I want you to think about that just for a little while. We live in a world, a lot of times, where uh, all of us are, are, are in this world today. And we, we may not be of this world or part of this world, but we're in it today to live out our life until the Lord uh, takes us out of here and calls us home. And sometimes uh, we can look around and uh, we can feel like that sometimes we're just blending into the world where uh, the good Lord is not making a difference in it, uh, 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 looking at our lives and somebody else's today. But I want you to know, uh, and I realize that you know this today, and I'm preaching to the choir, but uh, uh, I want you to know that God knows the difference today in those uh, that are His and those that are not. We just as you and I uh, today, uh, we know our children. We've, we've seen them from the time they were born right up to this present time. And we know them like the back of our hand. We know their characteristics. And maybe somebody else's child, uh, we don't know as much about. But I'm going to tell you today how God knows the difference today and those how better He is today. So we I begin to look at this, <coughs> this, excuse me, this Scripture and I want to bring us up to where we're at here in the uh, uh, in this letter to the uh, uh, Thessalonians here, and uh, uh, this was a church that uh, this was written from Paul uh, when he was in Athens, and it was written uh, to the church of Theth Thessalonica, if I can pronounce that right. And uh, uh, this was a church that uh, 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 Timothy had come back to Paul and gave Paul a good report about, and he said uh, these folks. Uh, since the church has been set up there, how these folks are are, are doing good, Amen. And they're uh, they're trying to live righteously. And not all the churches that uh, Paul wrote letters back to uh, that he found that way. But this uh, church in Thessalonica, uh, he did find this this way. And Paul was so glad uh, to hear this. And he said uh, he said in the first of. Uh, First Thessalonians, he said, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. So uh, he had been praying for him. He was uh, he was thrilled. I'm going to tell you something today. Uh, one thing that that really thrilled the Apostle Paul, even through all of his bondages and his his being in prison and all the things that were going to get him uh, today. When he got a good report from a church, I believe that just thrilled him more than anything else. I love as a, as a pastor and as a preacher, I love to hear good news uh, from the church. Amen. And maybe pick places that you've gone and helped in revival or, or whatever. Uh, you like to hear good news about uh, what's going on. And Paul was the very same way. These Thessalonians, amen, even during uh, adverse conditions, uh, they were uh, walking the Christian walk today. Amen. amen. And so uh, uh, he, he, Paul was letting them know that he's heard of their faith and their love. Amen. And, and uh, they, were, uh, they were an exemplary church. They were a church that uh, I believe Paul felt like could set an example uh, to the other churches. Amen. Maybe some churches that were had kind of got out of the way or backslid. I think he felt like that this church uh, could be a, an example to them. Amen. And, and, uh, and, and, and so uh, we look on a little bit further and, and we see that uh, uh, even though uh, Paul saw them as the model uh, church, it says, and, and we believe that, but even with all of this uh, sound doctrine that they had 
They were still in need of encouragement. Amen. And they were in need of reminding today. Somebody said, I preach you the Bible never does change. How is it if we can keep reading out of it and teaching out of it and preaching out of it and it doesn't change and people just I want to get bored with it because it is a living word today. I, I find something new in it every time I begin to study and get deep in the scripture and let the Lord I speak to my mind and my heart. I'll see something that I never saw before, but this church here, the Thessalonians, needed to be reminded today. And that's what Paul was exhorting them. Amen. In one place. It said that, uh, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Amen. Amen. You're doing good, is what he said. You're doing good. I'm happy to hear the news that I got from you. But he, but he said, I want to encourage you to do more right. and more. I tell you what, Brother Chris, if we ever get to the point in our Christian life where we feel like that we've reached the pinnacle and we can't go any higher, we need to look because maybe we're backslid when we get to thinking that uh, today. I want us to go up just a little bit higher in the Lord today. I thought about as we were singing those songs and uh, I thought about as Bubba's family was up there singing and I thought, boy, I can't get much higher than this, but boy, I want to strive to go higher and higher in the Lord. And that's what these people here uh, these Thessalonians needed the encouragement from Paul. And see, Paul knew that things were going pretty good over there for that church, but Paul was not ignorant of the fact that Satan is on a rampage uh, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. And he knew that Satan uh, had his eyes on this, this church of the Thessalonians and that he wanted to get in and try to break it up and discourage them. Uh, so Paul uh, warned them here Amen. And, and encouraged them, amen, to advance more yeah. and more. Amen. But the verse that I really like in this is where he said, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he talked here uh, about the second coming of the Lord and us not knowing the time that it would be. The Bible tells us. Uh, that certain things uh, will happen, amen. And it said uh, to watch and to be sober, uh, to be ready, amen. Uh, somebody said, preacher, do you believe that more things have got to happen before the Lord uh, strikes the end of this thing? I'm going to tell you what, if he come back right in the middle of this message, he'd be just in doing so. I do, I believe today. So I'm looking for him. I just, any time today, I hope, uh, that he grants us a little more time uh, to try to reach those that's lost and undone without God. Uh, but if he came today, he would owe nobody an apology. Amen. 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 So uh, we begin to look here and think about this. The Bible said uh, that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. We've read that scripture time and time again. Somebody says, well, if he makes a difference between those that are his and the world, then why does it rain on the just and the unjust alike? The difference is, Sister Pat, that we that are justified by the blood of the Lamb have a shelter that the world does not have in the storm. Amen. 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 I believe that with all my heart. Amen. Don't you ever doubt for one minute uh, that God does not know the difference uh, today. Amen. I remember in school, I've said this before, I, I saw a few of us causing a little trouble in the classroom. And then I remember that the teacher said, unless those are pointed out that's causing the trouble, everybody's going to get punished for it today. I'm going to tell you something. God knows the difference. Even in his wrath, upon this earth, amen. He has the ability to rapture the church and take it home, amen. amen. And he will do what he said that he'd do today. Amen. I remember one time I read to you the scripture over there in Exodus, and it was during the time that, that uh, the plagues were coming about 
there in Egypt. And, and uh, do you remember, and I'm not going to go through all of the plagues, but uh, uh, there, was, there was one plague after another. And, and after, after a plague, old Pharaoh would get scared and he would agree uh, to let the people of Israel go. And then it said that God would harden his heart and then he would change his mind. And he wouldn't let them, wouldn't let them go. Uh, but, but something that I noticed in these plagues that God sent uh, into Egypt there. And I want you to understand the Israelites were in this same country with them. Amen. But as he sent these plagues, he always protected the Israelites. Amen. The Bible said there was one plague and it was called the plague of darkness. And I believe that Brother Don described it as darkness that could be felt. Yes. Can you imagine? Amen. Have you ever been in a place where you could not see your hand in front of your face? That's dark. Right. That is really dark. And I believe that, that that's the darkness that, the, that the, the Lord plagued down on Egypt. I don't believe they had ability to light a candle. I don't think they had ability to turn on a flashlight. They were in total darkness. But the Bible said that over in Goshen, where the Israelites dwelled, that they had somehow or another, they had light in their tents, Sister Pam. God makes a difference Amen. today in His people. Amen. We all have problems. Somebody will look at a Christian and say, well, boy, all these problems coming in their life, uh, God must not love them. <laughs> With all these problems coming in, but I'm going to tell you, we're all out to it today. There's trouble on every hand. Amen. Right. Right. But I'm glad today that through the power of prayer and faith and trust, knowing that God will make this trial a blessing, amen, as the Maccabees are seeing, amen. And he'll do that today. And he'll, he does see a difference in the world and his people today. And the Bible said that uh, uh, these plagues came. One of them, even the, uh, the magicians and the sorcerers realized, they said, this is the finger of God. That's what they told Pharaoh. We can't match this. We were doing pretty good with our enchantments for a while. But we're up against something we can't match with. They said, this is the finger of God. Pharaoh didn't let that worry him too much. He just continued to be Pharaoh. <laughs> Amen. And uh, God told Moses that I'm going to send one more plague. And he will let you go. This time, he's going to let you go. Because this plague that I'm going to send is different from all the others. In this plague, there's going to be an angel fly over, and the firstborn in every house is going to die. Everybody, preacher, except those that take the blood of the lamb, take a hyssop, and strike the lintel and a two-side post, I believe it is. Bible said that when they pass over and they see the blood, they'll pass over that house. He said, this is going to be so serious that I'm going to take the firstborn of Pharaoh, who was top dog in the bunch, down to the lowest man in the dungeon. I'm going to take their firstborn. Amen. Probably Pharaoh didn't believe anything about this. The Bible said that about midnight, amen, Daniel passed over and went through all of Egypt. And every time he looked down and saw the blood applied to the front of those houses of the Israelites, he just passed right on over. But if the next house had an Egyptian in it, D, D, D. There was such a cry that went out before morning from those people. Amen. Can you imagine every one of them looking, their firstborn, dead. Amen. Not only of, of, of humans, but he said of beasts, their livestock. Verse 4, indeed. 
Amen. I can just imagine the people of Egypt, they were thinking, Pharaoh, let these people go and get them out of our sight. They're serving a God that is all-powerful today and He's bringing havoc down upon us, the Egyptians. Pharaoh, let them... I believe that he, that uh, they really wanted Pharaoh to let them go way back before he did. I really believe that. The Bible said, He told them, get out of here, go. We don't want any more of this. We can't deal with you, God. I'm going to tell you today, God makes a difference. And He knows the difference in His people and the world today. He does. Amen. The Bible said that there was two malefactors that hung on the cross beside Jesus. The Bible tells us they were thieves. When Jesus looked at those two malefactors, I believe that both of them were the same in his sight. They were both sinners. They had been found guilty in a court of law of their crime. And they were getting their due reward for what they had done. The one on the left, the one on the right. Just sinners. But you know when the difference was made? It's when one of them told Jesus that if you be the Christ, save yourself and save us. His fatal word was if. If you be. I'm not going to believe it till I see it, but if you be, save yourself and us. But the one on the other side he rebuked the other thief. <laughs> he said, can't you see that we're in the same condemnation? And this man in the middle has done nothing amiss. Amen. And his weakness there, hanging on the cross, I believe somehow or another, he looked over there at Jesus. He said, well, now get to that kingdom. Remember me. Uh, Jesus looked over there. He said, this day thou shalt be with paradise. From that moment on, God saw those two men different. Amen. He saw somebody die in their sins. And he saw somebody that just got saved. Amen. That became one of his. God knows the difference. Lord, help us that we, in our everyday life, that the world might see the difference in what we do and what we say. Amen. The Bible says it, and, and, and Jesus gives us fair warning over and over through His Word about the last day, about the coming of Christ. Amen. And from what I understand about what Jesus is trying to tell us, Sister Nail, is this will be a day just like any other. Amen. I watched a documentary not too long ago on the, on the dust, dust Bowl of the 1930s, the early 30s. And I'm sure Brother Robert knows a lot more about this. But from what I understand, the farmers from the east went west, and they were used to having to plow deep into the ground to plant. But out west, all you have to do is break the crust. And them not knowing any better, they went out there and they dug down deep and they plowed that ground. More land than they could imagine, the wide open Midwest. But then a drought came, and then the wind began to blow. <coughs> and in the documentary, it teaches that this dust began to just blow everywhere. And people were were, were, were putting anything over their mouth and nose that they could, trying to keep all their windows and doors closed because it was going everywhere. They said when you coughed, it would just be black with dust. When you sneezed, it would just be dust. And something that I didn't realize 
is over a period of time, that dust made it all the way to New York City, to the East Coast. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just all out west, but they said it did come all the way across the country. And the documentary said there was people that felt like this was the second coming of Christ. And they were, they were trying to, people were trying to get prepared. And this is the Lord. He's come back. And this is what, and, and they told about one place in Kansas where there was a preacher standing out there in the midst of that dust storm. And he had a rag over his face and he was trying to preach. And he said, this is not the second coming of the Lord. The Bible teaches us that he'll not come in a dust storm. Even though those people were, were believing that that's what it was. I said that to say this. We don't know what it's going to be on the last day. Jesus said there will be two in the field. That's scary to think about it. Two in the field. One taken, another left. Maybe two work companions that have a lot in common. But you see, God made a difference and knew the difference in one and in the other. The Bible said there would be two women grinding at the meal. One taken, the other left. God knowing the difference today. I don't know which side you're on today, but I want to encourage you. We sing a song here at Liberty Hill called The Winning Side. <laughs> and I want to encourage you to come over to the side. Paul was telling these Thessalonians. He said, at this time, there will be people saying peace and safety. What's our government tell us today? Peace and safety. We got everything under control. Amen. Bible teaches us that there was false prophets that went out during the times of the Old Testament. And they would say, peace, peace, where there was no peace. God knows the difference in our lives today. And it certainly makes a difference when we take our last breath. But Thessalonians evidently were concerned about those that had died in the Lord. And, and rightly so. They didn't have a full understanding of this whole thing. We give up our loved ones that are saved and we believe they died in the Lord. A lot of mystery there as to where they're at, what are they doing? Can they see me? Paul told them in the chapter previous to what I read to you, he said, I'm not having to be ignorant, brother, considering, uh, considering those that are who are asleep, as others which have no hope. He was telling Thessalonians, you've got hope. Your loved ones that, that knew the Lord, they're okay. Don't you fret over them. It's natural. It's natural to be sorry for ourselves when we lose somebody that we love. But oh, what gain they gain by our loss. So we let them know. And he said, we that are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord you know, maybe the Thessalonians were, maybe they were just not sure about all of this, about what, what was going to happen. Paul was letting them know, don't you worry about your loved ones that have gone on that are sleeping, Jesus. Don't you worry about them. Because we will not prevent them who are asleep. But if the sound of the archangel, the blowing of the trumpet, <laughs> Amen. He said, the dead will rise first. <laughs> and we that are alive and remain will be called up together.
to meet them. And I love the way that Neil White had always put it. He'd always say, I believe when they're about waste time that I'll go up with them. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to tell you today, God makes a difference. When we hear the term as a thief in the night, that's not very pleasant to the carnal mind, is it? We think a thief in the night, that's, that's something none of us want. But Paul was telling the Thessalonians, don't you worry about this. This is a great day for you. This is a great day for you. Because God makes a difference. He sees a difference in you and the world today. Amen. This will be a dreadful, sad day for those that don't know Jesus and the free pardon of sin. And that gives me all the more unction and want to to try to reach them, to throw them a lifeline. Amen. As we would somebody out in the ocean whose the waves are overcoming and they're drowning. There's not a person in the house that wouldn't throw them a lifeline. Amen. But we've got folks around us today uh, that are dying in their sins. Amen. Some of them are very close to death. Amen. And I want to reach out and throw them a lifeline today so that they can come over to the winning side. Went inside. The only thing that I've ever had in common with the world was before I came to know Jesus and the free pardon of sin. I was of the world. I was of the world. But that night when I accepted Him in my heart and asked forgiveness for my sins, He saw me different. <laughs> Amen. What a privilege it is to be in the family of God. Amen. Amen. Royalty. Amen. Mephibosheth didn't have a Chinaman's chance of ever making anything of himself. He was crippled from his childhood. Amen. The Bible said that David called down there in the low bar. Is there any more of the sons of Jonathan? Amen that I might show mercy to or help out. And they said, well, there's one down there. His name's Mephibosheth and he's crippled and uh, he has to have somebody take care of him and uh, thinking that David was going to say, well, no, don't bring that one. But he said, bring him on. And Mephibosheth sat at the king's table. He ate with the king. And he's little, and he's backward, and it's no good as my life was. Amen. He invited me, Chris, to come hey. sit down at that table right. and to eat with him. And you know, it wasn't just one meal, but I'm still dying with the king today. If you're saved here today, you feel the joy of the Lord in your heart, you're still dying with him today. Amen. God knows the difference today. He certainly knows the difference at the end of time. Amen. He knew the difference in the Egyptians and the Israelites. He knew how to bring a plague on one and keep it off the other. Amen. Maybe even side by side. That's the reason you and I can have joy down in our heart. The rest of the book here this, in this fifth chapter of Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul goes on to say, he goes on to encourage them. He tells them to help the needy. Be helpful. Be there for the needy. Amen. Those that are without, be conscious of that. Be sober. Be watchful. Somebody said, Preacher, is he telling Christians to never sleep? If you look at that in a carnal way, you would think it would never get you sleep. You get the most peaceful sleep at night when you go to bed trusting in the Lord. Amen. He's talking about spiritually asleep. Don't let us go spiritually asleep. I appreciate the lesson that Brother Michael taught this morning. Got on a very controversial subject uh, to the world. It shouldn't be controversial to the church, but very controversial to the world about homosexuality, about transvestites, 
in this type thing. Amen. But because what he's done for us, we know the difference today. We know the difference. And we can shine this light to a lost and a dying world. We can do it in a way of love. They're still going to call you a hater. They're still going to call you backwards. They'll still call you old folk. But you just stand on thus saying the Word of God. I serve an old-fashioned God. He's old-fashioned. Amen. He's never changed. What He said back over there in Genesis applies today in the day and time that you and I live. Come give us a song. Amen. Everybody stand. Page 480. He knows the difference today. You may be here and, and you may blend in with the church. But if your heart's not right with God, He knows the difference. He does. I've tried to fool Him. I can't. My mother could look at me and know when I was lying. She just had this way of knowing. She said, you ain't telling the truth. And boy, my eyes begin to water. And I thought, boy, she's figured me out. Still breathing and still in their sound mind and wouldn't reach for.